Well, anybody else got anything you want to talk about before we head out there? Yeah, um, I could, uh, uh, use some, uh, advice. What? Hold on. Roy, are you saying you want to become a diamond dog? Fuck no. I'm just saying I wouldn't mind being in the room whilst it fucking happens. Yeah, okay. Well, how about a one-time visitor's pass for our junkyard dog here, yeah? <laughs> Woof. Diamond dogs, mount up! So, hi and welcome to the Unimovable Podcast. This is Andrew. This is Damien. And and this is Douglas, who has never heard that song last so long in his life. Yeah, that's not how that song goes. There's lyrics. And who can only who, who can only be called the Roy Kent of this podcast, as he's an honorary visitor coming into the Diamond Dogs, one Mr. Ryan McNeil from the Matinee Cast. Greetings. I, I, I got to tell your listeners right now that I've been bothering you for a Ted Lasso tump for almost two whole years now. This is not exactly what I had in mind. I wanted just you jokers to talk about this so I could sit back and laugh. Uh. I didn't want to actually do the work. <laughs> well, you know, we're all here to just kind of sit back and see what happens, right? Because it's about fake football, and who else would know the most about fake football than you, Ryan, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, quick question. How many teams do you know in this show are real? Are they not all real? <laughs> aside from, no, aside, aside from, like, I know Richmond is not real. Uh-huh. Ooh, okay, really? but the really? rest of AFC Richmond isn't real. Come on. Ryan. The rest of I them I mean, though, I have them in FIFA and Pro Evo, so they're I real. I follow to them me. on Twitter, so it must right. be real. Um actually I I do have a few questions before we get started just so I can understand a few terms. Um right. What is promotion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's when you do well at your job and they mm-hmm. give you, you know, um more salary okay what mm-hmm. is a false that's technically not wrong what is a false nine uh it's a that's not a real thing that's yeah that's just that's just people making up things that's okay not, it's never what, existed. In, in the course of this show like what was the mm-hmm. what was the the uh, what was the idea again that's it's just fake it's just fake. Okay. Right, okay. right. i think this is, this is gonna be a great <laughs> podcast and oh, wait, wait, footballing well, things to write this is great what one more one more question one more question what What's is offside a, what is a striker? Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, everyone on the field in a Liverpool shirt is technically a striker. <laughs> Arsenal oh, has Damian, no strikers. Stop it. Okay. Gotcha. Chelsea okay. has one. What, what, just Damian, one Damian, oh, oh. No, no, no. We, just, need to, we need to really... All right. We, we were playing around with the last two, but right. we really need to explain this one because this is important. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Ryan, what happens is similar to NFL. Yeah. Um, you know how you get like two challenges. You have that red flag. Yes. So mm-hmm. once every half, you get the opportunity. You get to throw your flag on the field. Okay. And if you do so, right, you get to have an extra player come on with a mallet and mm-hmm. strike the ball into the okay. goal. And that Just is what? What? Strike. One? One second? One second? Okay. Yes. Mallet. 
Strike. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. Let's strike goal. Yep. Got it. All right. Perfect. I missed. Got it. All right, Perfect. Ryan. If you need a real answer to any questions, just point to me because <laughs> I, I don't know. I we I don't. Have, that Damon has let, Damon <laughs> has let me know that I don't have a sense of humor, so I just have to answer them honestly. Uh, gotcha. no, I've I've let you know that you have a terrible sense of humor. <laughs> so yes, we're here to talk about Ted Lasso, the show that took over the internet a year ago. Um, was a continuation of a dumb dumb joke of NBC promoting the fact that they had bought the rights to the EPL of Jason Sudeikis playing a no-knowledge-knowing American football mm. coach coming to coach in the ads was Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, now he's here coaching Richmond AFC Richmond. Um, the season two just finished, in which um, Richmond was playing their season out in the championship. Um and we continued learning more about um, Ted Lasso, about great, Nate the Great, Coach Baird, Keeley, all of our favorite characters and more that we're going to be talking about throughout this whole thing. And of course, Roy Keane's fake brother, Roy Kent. Um, the, we are, I, I want to say that we're going to be able to have adult serious conversations but I've been on this podcast before, and I know that's not necessarily true. Oh but also, more importantly, I can't promise you right now that my co-host will not spoil the show immediately. So I'm just going to throw this out there that you guys, as much as I don't think of this show as a show that is spoiler-filled and can be ruined by talking about plot, it's really an enjoyable sitcom that we all fell in love with. It won at the Emmys. Um, we thought a CGI man is still doing the best acting of the world walk with walk come into this podcast knowing that you are loved and that we enjoy talking about things with you but also if you are someone who is going to be wrinkled by us talking about the ending of this show or the plot that goes on throughout the season and you've not caught up with it feel free to take a pause and come back when you have that's my intro to this podcast for us to finally get started on Rand's two-year harassment of me of where is Ted Lasso top so Ted Lasso continues to be the surprise of a, of a generation that I truly cannot fathom. It's a show which was built off of this dumbass joke that you could never imagine could be better than a three-minute sketch. And to be quite honest, I didn't think it was that funny when they were doing the NBC ads in the first place. So I just kind of went with it, but only for them to have comed comedy writers just make the most ridiculous fun thing and then now I have to explain footballing terms like loan deals to my friend Ryan as he wonders how do loans work in football. That one was real. Uh, that, that, like that one, when that came up, I, I seriously was caught off guard. So I was, like, <laughs> the beginning part, I was joking. Like I knew what all that shit meant, but I the whole loan deal thing, I was like, wait, that's a thing? Andrew's like, sit down, child. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> yeah, they don't okay, do that so, in American sports. So the, next time, no. at all. the <laughs> next time I come up there, the three of us can all sit down and watch a football match sure. and enjoy ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're going to talk throughout a lot of this show, but I think the number one thing I want to talk about, the Mourinhofication of Nate right. the Great. The Simeone effect. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gray hair means Mourinho in my head, right? Like who else? Like what? Gas Paul Guasconi? I know. Gascoigne. I know. Is it Gascoigne, Gascoigne. actually? But, um, it's Gascoigne. Yeah. Like, 
that that's the one thing that threw me off. I knew it couldn't have been Simeone because of the hair, but it just felt Simeone-esque. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have there's a level of I imagine shithousery that's about to happen. That is Simeone-esque. You know? Damien, I'm going to need your help here. Yes. Right? I need you to give me an NBA equivalent to translate for Ryan. Oh, um, all right. Who's the worst? Who's a good coach? Jason Kidd? A straight piece of garbage. Oh, Bobby Knight. Um, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay. I get you. Now I get um, it. All right. <laughs> no, I think I think that's a little bit too far. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I don't think we're going to cross the you know um, personal assault line. <laughs> right. No, but that was his thing for the longest time was that he would like yeah. yell and scream and throw the chairs, but he was like tactically brilliant. Yep, that's okay. Mourinho. Okay. <laughs> no, all right. So he, this feels if. If Greg Popovich were ever a young man, gotcha. that's basically what I mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, man. yeah. Greg I, I, Popovich. I love Mourinho. Mourinho, <laughs> Got it. Mourinho was the coach for, for the team that I love, Chelsea, twice. Um, mm-hmm. And he did quite a bit for them. But I love just like his, let's call it downfall that's happened lately. And also some of the just dumb stories. Like, I think it was while he was Real Madrid. Uh, um he was banned from going to a match and as the story goes he snuck in to the said to said match mm-hmm. by putting himself in i believe it is one of the the like dirty clothes baskets yeah, right damien hampers. something like that yeah, yeah so this is a fella that like got it even mm-hmm. without having to like think about it you don't even really have to make fun you could just repeat the stories and be like this is already funny. Right. I don't need to make it any more <laughs> funny. <laughs> but yeah, like Nate is a character who started out this season as someone who we looked forward to. We were, he was the good guy. He was like, like if Ted Lasso was the embodiment of optimism, Nate was like our, our hope for all good things to just come great. Right. He was, he was this character who in season one was the kit man, and Ted Lasso, for whatever reason, whether you want to say that it is from his unbridled goodness, from his lack of lack of knowledge, where he just needed somebody to help him along and just saw this this youngster who knew something and was like, I can learn a few things from there. Um, but then took him under his wing and moved forward. So you you watch this onward and you see how Nate could have just been a part of the coaching staff who was a a more a more tactically creative person whose focus was on football rather than on comedy right um and somehow they turned that into a story of just almost almost revenge self revenge of some sorts like it's 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 not so much out of nowhere as much as it is possibly a comment on our lives of people who are frustrated with optimism where they're like that's not productivity i don't know why you're so nice to me i just need to be good at my job and so you make a Mourinho, you make nate the great you make a popovich as damian names him um and it's it's interesting to me as as one of the few storylines in this show which is possibly the least comedic 
for the season. Um, it's it's kind of crazy, and that's where I wanted to start. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> things in this show to talk about, really uh, but that's where my brain is. I don't know if that's just because it's the finale, and I didn't want to talk specifically to um, where that finale goes. Um, so, and, by the way, yeah. I just want to say that I love how Andrew, you started off this episode by saying, "Hey, I'm a good guy," but yep. I mean, I'm these guys, Damian and and Doug. Like mm-hmm. they, they like they're horrible. Things. They're definitely yeah. going to spoil this. Yeah. Um, so let me not start me. Off, I'm not going yeah. to do anything. Yeah. No, 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 nothing at, at all. Yeah, but here what? Listen. I'm going to start with the spoilers. The <laughs> Let's go straight to chapter 12. Listen. Yep. That's, I, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it hard. <laughs> listen, I don't like all these fires going around, right? I do like playing with matches. Though, so <laughs> <you> <laughs> Uh, but Damian, yeah, um, is this Simeone or is this Mourinho or is this Pavlovich? Listen, I I think uh, it is more Simeone of like Douglas is more right because Mourinho came in with an inflated self, sense of self worth because Mourinho was good at coaching immediately and then it's just been all downhill from there. <laughs> Simeone was a good football player but not one of the greats and then he was given the opportunity to coach and it didn't go well and he is just so pragmatic and so I mean based on the stories he cares about football and only football (laughs) and things like people's feelings don't as you can see on the sidelines (laughs) he's not a carer of people's feelings (laughs) And that's what Nate is turning... Like, Nate seems to be determined to show that he is the best football mind that there ever was. And whatever steps he needs to take to get there, whoever he angers along the way, he's just going to allow that to roll off his back. In fairness, he was the kit man at a terrible club for a trillion years. And did it, he said in the first season, you know, out of true admiration of the football and the club. It turns out once given the opportunity to do it, none of that matters. (laughs) He's about winning. (laughs) He doesn't care about anything else. Which in sports is what you're supposed to do. You get paid to do what Nate wants to do and not to hug players. If Coach Lasso was our team's coach, or, sorry, that's how you're right. For the rest of us, manager, <laughs> we would want him fired immediately. <laughs> I don't care about the players' feelings. Like, if you win and you hug them, fine. But they got relegated, so I don't want to hear <laughs> He has to be fired. Uh, but that's why this show is fake. It's a fake show. But he got relegated, you know, he almost didn't get relegated. Mm -hmm. So you you take points for that, right? Like he he played hard. But TLC has a song about that, about everybody knowing something about almost. What was it about almost? But he also got, he got relegated because his owner was out to do it. Like, you know, the, the fans can hang that on him. 
but that's like that that's the thing in the reality of this show it's she did everything in her power to to slow him down because she was pissed at her ex-husband right so like mm-hmm. fans and everything could get mad as they want as lasso but it's like he's just the vessel you know she was okay. she, if, if if the manager if the gaffer that's a thing right gaffer okay if the gaffer's yes. out well done if, if the gaffer's <laughs> out then another gaffer is going to go in who's going to keep them bad because at the beginning of the show this woman is so angry at being hurt that she decides right. that she wants to take it out on something that she knows but, the person who her, her cares about. But guess who exactly, didn't know that? Exactly, but Damien, that. Damien, he got major leagued, Damien. Yeah. Come yes. on, come on. I think... Douglas, I understand, except he didn't know that. No. The team didn't know that. No. And so that means their bad performances. Yes, the owner was trying her best to get them relegated. But he didn't know that. He wasn't but, playing but along. Damian, Jamie Tart got, you know, <laughs> tarted right. away. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got tarted away when? Yes. Like halfway when, through the season. Right. So he didn't do that at the beginning. He was good in the beginning. <laughs> he had half a season to not be trash. <laughs> he was trash. <laughs> but they did the lasso special, Damian. Ah, right. See, w- uh, one of the things I love about this story that they're they're going to with Nate is, um, you know, it reminds me. Yeah, like he is a he's a fantastic tactician. Like he has come up with plays and uses for players, and he's been able to call out when certain players aren't doing their thing. But that's just part of the job. It kind of reminds me how some of the best players make terrible coaches because they can't. Give grasp the full nature of what is required. Like um, yeah. Maradona, he's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. One of the, he's a thing. He's a thing. One of the like one of the best footballers ever to come out of Argentina, and yet as a coach, he has been able to do precious bloody little. Thing. Exactly, because it's only right. being able to understand the game and know how to play it and know how to articulate what's required. That's only a piece of it, and that is. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to look forward to in next season is this is what's coming for Nate is he may be able to draw up the best plays and read the opposite defense and know their weaknesses and know exactly how to exploit it. But that don't mean that he's going to be able to tell a dude making 30 million pounds a year how to get his best game out of him because that's the part of the job that like Lasso and Beard and Roy Kent, they excel at because they can understand that it's, you know, knowing the knowing the X's and O's, that's only one piece. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you said that, but I've had I've been watching sports for an eternity. Um Me too, man. Famously, famously Alex Ferguson didn't care about people. Bill Belichick still doesn't, doesn't care, care about, about people? people? No. Like at all. Like a lot of dynasties were built using strong arm. Like the reason people behave like assholes as coaches is because for a long time it worked. It pro- it works less now because these new crop of people have feelings. But that only started maybe ten years ago. Before, what players felt didn't mean anything to fan bases at all. No one cared if players were happy. But there's like, as as but there's win. levels. There's levels to this shit, right? Like Nate may right. be a great tactician, 
for so for, for for the team that's about to, for the team that goes back and forth yeah. between relegation and promotion. That doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to be a great tactician in so, West Ham. That's a thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> and they are like so so. I just want to say my laughter comes over 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 the the between the team that goes back and forth with relegation and uh-huh. West Ham. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, but he's right now. West Ham is better than Manchester United. Right? Like, <laughs> so that's it. He's got this job now, and mm-hmm. he is about to be fed to the wolves. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's great that he does the X's and O's, but that's just one. Pe- like, he's not that good at the X's and O's that he's in a level of. Belichick and and these other guys that you're talking about winning you know? solves everything though like if <laughs> if, if you can do it them and win if you baby them and win then people will be yeah. like all right that works yeah and if you don't uh, because for a long time uh so Mourinho's tactics were ultra defensive and people hated him and people were convinced that his style of football wouldn't work in England because England is a faster type of football, a more physical type of football. And, I mean, most coaches don't get this. He got an unlimited amount of money to make sure he was able to buy the players to fit his style. And and then there was just a generation of people who saw what he did and emulated that. Yeah. But sports evolved, which is why Mourinho is, has been in free fall for a while now. Because most of the younger coaches, like most old coaches in the sport, are kind of being phased out. Because the things they thought and knew that definitely worked for football once doesn't work anymore. It's happening with the NBA as well. It's happening with everything because we're now getting to a point in sports where it's less about psychology and, you know, motivation and, you know, being able to exploit people than it is about actual data on a page. Right. right. Like it used right. to be about a gut instinct. Like I know this guy can do it. Like Roy Kent, if I put him out there with five minutes left in the match, like I know he'll be able to pull something off. And, you know, meanwhile, there's a guy who's like fresh out of college holding up a right. spreadsheet saying, <laughs> no, Roy Kent is getting slower. Yes. Right. Steph Curry broke basketball. We always knew three was more than two. Yeah. My name. Someone launches four thousand threes, yeah, <laughs> and blows everyone out. You go. Well, all of these big man and dunks are cool, but we're losing by forty here. Yeah. So no, no, no more of that, please. Yeah, I had to explain to somebody during the NBA Finals <laughs> three seasons ago. They're like, Toronto can't defend the three. I'm like, no, they can. This other team is just jacking up a, an unbelievable amount of them. Right, and so no. Like, if he gets some numbers person, maybe it will work. But this show isn't going to do the thing that any of us want. No. Which is well, uh, engineer the downfall. Of, <laughs> of, oh, oh. Are you sure that's what you want? Because, Damien. That's what I want. You have to that's remember what, what, what <laughs> yeah. you are looking for. What, I, but I understand what peace show. of mind you're using. Yeah. You're using the Korea peace of mind right, right. now. We, we're not in Korea <laughs> yeah, land right that's now. That's not exactly right? This we show doesn't are even concern in, itself with football. We're exactly. talking football this show here is, up front. Is, is, is this a show dumb has sitcom, abandoned the right? football <laughs> no. altogether. We're going to no, have a match what? at the first game <laughs> and the last game, and that is it. Yeah. No, no, whoa, no, whoa. you got an FA Cup <laughs> semi-final in the middle there. That's a, that's a thing, right? No, no, no. FA Cup, that's a thing? No, no. Fuck what? up. 
yes, it's called we, the fuck up. Actually, actually, I think I think the, the the way you pronounce it is the fuck up. Okay. But, yeah. um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, what I loved about that too is I, I love that that was in the middle because it had come after a few episodes of the team seemingly getting their shit together. You know, they're bonding right. as a unit. Right. They they stop drawing every single game. They're like they got a few wins beneath them, and they're like, oh, we're in this position that we've actually never been in before. And, you know, the show kind of builds it to make you think they're going to do something. And then, you know, reality comes in and the show is like, no, no, no. This team is terrible. And in this position, yeah. they get handed their ass. Yeah. You know. Right, that was weirdly just an excuse enough. to have a panic attack for... No, no, that was later. That was no. The panic attack was first. They won the panic attack game. I'm talking about the yeah. one, the game and um, oh. the game in I Wembley, know. where they got where they got saying. smoked five nothing. Right. I'm just saying all of that was just an excuse to show that Ted still has these panic. Like no one cares about the football in this show. Couldn't care any less about the actual football. And and the truth is that that it doesn't need to and it shouldn't. The, it shouldn't. The, yeah. The, whole point the best part of it is mm -hmm. you know watching cgi roy kent um want a hug and things like that but um you know like going back to nate i cannot wait until next season when or well actually it is a season that's how we talk about tv shows as well mm -hmm. as football but um <laughs> next season when when um essentially they set themselves up where they become arch nemesis obviously Ted won't think of it that way. Ted will just be like, hoo, 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 I love Nate. I'm going to try and make him love me again, right? And probably there'll be a, a story arc where that happens. But there will be this time where you'll keep cutting to Nate and Nate will be like, oh, he did what? Boom. You know, and like just, just trying to outmaneuver and just in a hilarious way. I cannot wait for that. And I know that they're coming with that. What you know? I want is for them to not mention Nate for... 11 and a half episodes and then the final episode uh they get the chance to go to the europa league or something and the only way to do it is to beat nate and relegate yeah. him yeah and ted looks at nate and goes you have to pay the cost if you want to be the boss and then hammer them <laughs> But of course, anytime they play Nate, you know, Nate will be like holding a white cat, just, mm -hmm. you know, stroking it. Like, you know, it'll be great. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Mourinho had a dog. Mourinho had a dog. <laughs> Mourinho had. Uh, did he call him Didier Dogba? Ooh. No. Because this um, world isn't perfect, Douglas. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the Mourinho stories you can pull up. I remember the, the game yeah. in which Mourinho's dog went missing and the fans in Chelsea had like had like banners asking for them to bring back his dog. Yep. And then I'm like, we could use that for Nate. It'd be perfect. <laughs> Where he um, tells all his players to get yellow cards because um, it's, it's ta tactically advantageous for them yep. to, 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 to get out next to that match or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is a real monster. But moving on from Nate, as there are like 20 other characters in this show, um, Ryan, tell me where should who who who's your mascot of this season two of Ted Lasso? Right? Who is the key man who you found yourself drawn to? Do we have a Ted Lasso wheel? Do we have a grab do, do podcasts have graphics? He's got a, a he's got a bingo card. <laughs> Actually right. I, right. at work these days I've got a bingo card, which I'll tell you guys about off air, and it's it's getting interesting by the day. Um 
That's not good. <laughs> that camera. Oh no, it's great. It's it's the best. It's one of the best parts of my job. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I want to talk about Coach Beard because Coach Beard mm-hmm. is this weird little add-on that in most comedies is just kind of like the seventh or eighth man in and and in a lot of ways he is the seventh or eighth man like if we're going down like you know the roster of this show it takes a while for somebody to start talking about coach beard um he got a whole episode to himself and i know that when that episode arrived a lot of people were unhappy um this is a show that flips two fingers at the people who want to binge watch television and says, no, screw you. You're going to wait week to week like you used to. And you're going to get one episode on a Friday and you're going to make do until the next week. Um, And the challenge of that now is that if you take a week and you just do character development, the internet just lights up with, with venom. Like people hate that shit. Now they hate exposition and bottle episodes and that kind of thing. So, in the like last third of this show, you get a whole episode that's just following Coach Beard for a night and everybody just lost their minds saying this is a waste of time. But what I love about that episode and about comparing him to where Nate eventually goes is you look and you see this is a guy who is smarter than he seems. Like you, if you looked at this guy sitting in a bar, you wouldn't think that he was all that bright right like he you know he dresses kind of dumpy and he's kind of scraggly looking um but he's smarter than he lets on and what that episode especially shows and what we compare to nate is this is a man who is very comfortable with himself this is a man who's comfortable with just being with his own thoughts and doesn't look to other people for validation and he in that way like this guy is an amazing piece of the puzzle for like Lasso's success inadvertently for Nate's success um, and even and just the success of both the show and the team. Yeah. And, and it's great. You know, he is why Ted is so successful, right? He is the bedrock upon which Ted builds um, uh, his whole, just, you know, what he does like without Baird, nothing happens or you know like Baird is in in the first episode Baird is explaining how how to speak English in England yeah right yeah. you know the the boot in the boot in the boot yeah. kind of <laughs> dumb things um he constantly tries to explain offside to Ted which I'm pretty sure um as at today he still doesn't quite there's no way, get. There's no way Ted Lasso understands yeah, he doesn't what understand what offside is. it's impossible um, <laughs> the truth is none of us understand what offside is. Jamie Tart around. looked offside <laughs> in that last penalty I was like that is so offside <laughs> I mean let's make this perfectly clear at this stage football doesn't understand yeah. how offside yeah, works if, anymore yeah. if someone right? explains to me what offside is I'd be very grateful at this I moment still I, I am still a proponent for offside tippy toes yes. I would like for the folks to change the Ooh. offside rule Ooh. so that what does next season of Ted Lasso bring in VAR? Ooh. Ah, <laughs> we can only that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, the thing about VAR is that would just probably be a one-off joke. Um, yeah. where, I think Ted again, would enjoy it too much. He'd be something. like, this is American. <laughs> this, is, this is so American. It makes yes. sense to me. At, at this point, all of the football bits in Ted Lasso are one-off yeah. jokes. <laughs> could you could you see um could you see like there being an episode about him trying to petition for 
um, flags for challenging for VAR. <laughs> he probably has one in his pocket. Like, he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm surprised they, didn't, they haven't done that yet. I thought at least once he'd throw a flag and people were like, what is happening? <laughs> but weirdly enough yeah. to bring it back to what Ryan was talking about, First of right. all, Ryan, who are these people upset at this episode? Because this is probably one of the greatest episodes the of the internet. season, right? The, inter- the interweb, um, it's, yeah. And the weird part of it is, is that, oddly enough, I didn't see it entirely as a character development episode. I mean, you get a lot of character beats in this episode itself. I saw it as something I actually have come to love television shows for doing on occasion, which they do, which is taking a breath walking away from your main plot line and then deciding to just give you a one-off episode of just this lunacy, right? There is the Tyrion Re and the... <laughs> Him I know! Him I do! I do. I was like, I know that guy! Um, Thank you for reminding yeah. me. Tyrion Re and Gary Lineker jokes. Whole, yeah. yes. like, three-hour episode yeah. Yeah. on just yeah. Gary Lineker and Terry, yeah. uh, Thierry Henry. And, uh-huh. and I beg you, Thierry... Gary, I know you don't listen to this. <laughs> I hope that somebody will send this to you. I would like proper GNT to be a real television show. Please. Yeah. I want it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lineker, see, but, Lineker never turns down a football show. So. <laughs> Andrew, but the thing is, what you're talking about is a throwback to when we were younger and TV shows were 20 some odd episodes long. Now the TV shows are down in like eight ten twelve some some seasons are done in six it's like fans don't want like one whole hour where we just like Mm -hmm. have this like this breath i love it you love it but like Mm -hmm. you know the collective i i compare it to fans of the walking dead who were grumpy (laughs) when an episode comes up where nobody dies yeah exactly exactly and it's it's kind of like as as you say it's a throwback to when we were young when you could only watch tv on tv when tv told you to watch that Mm -hmm. tv and so if you missed that tv you didn't really have a big opportunity to catch up so what they did is they tried really hard for it to not matter that you missed a couple of episodes so these one-off episodes were a lot more common because they're like well we don't want anybody to stop watching because they can't catch up. Yeah. So this happened a lot. But no, you're right, Ryan. People are just like, it needs to follow the... the My the time best. is valuable, you know? <laughs> exactly. I have one quick question. Yeah. Is no, you don't. No, and no one acknowledged me. So that is correct, Damien, because... Um, <laughs> you guys said people don't like that, but the biggest TV show of the last decade... Spent six seasons doing exactly that. What's that? Uh, um, called the midwife. What is Game of oh, Thrones if not just one no. entire wasted of people's time? They were no same. They- same thing, man. People who watch Game of Thrones, if they got through an episode and like no major characters died, they were pit like those episodes. And I loved them. Those episodes that were just like uh bran and Tyrion right. walking around and shooting the shit love them i'm like that those episodes at the end of season one yeah someone promised me two things <laughs> ice people right. and dragons yeah when we when did ice people fight dragons when was it specifically mm-hmm. ice people fought dragons was it in the was second season seven i saw years it after that point <laughs> i saw it it was because the second it felt season like seven years yeah. after that point for me yeah 
I think I think if you if you go into your co into your XBMC, right. it's your second season. Oh yeah, I mean it's my second season. Right. <laughs> There's season one and season eight. eight that's, that's all it. I have. Um yeah, yeah. Um Damien, it was I, I had a conversation about it last week over dinner with a friend who was grumpy at one of the episodes of Loki. Loki's only six episodes long, and one right. of the episodes, Loki and Sylvie just talk to each other. For an hour. Yes. And they, they're like, I hated that. I'm like, no, that's what I want. I want more yes. shows where people talk about what the hell is on their mind. Because otherwise, I don't give a care. They're just, you know, talking people in outfits. I, I, I don't care about them as humans. That's what this, yeah. what this show does really well is makes you care about so many of these cast members that you right. shouldn't give a shit about. I should not give one iota of a crap about those three losers in the bar. And yet, because they end up buddying up with with yeah. Coach Beard and go on part of this night of idiocy, I end up caring about them. It's one, it's it's a one crazy night story. Yeah. So Douglas loves it. Yeah, Andrew uh, loves Andrew loves hours. it because it's after hours. Yeah, it's right. they literally titled the episode after. Right. Hours. And oh, is that just, the name of the episode? It was I like Beard's After that. Hours yeah. or Beards something. After, right. Yeah, I love a, that movie so it's much. It's just a series. <laughs> Of arms of taking place. It's yeah. just people being dicks to each other. Yep. And then he gets like the I love the resolution of that episode the most. Yep. Because it feels the whole time like something is profound, needs to happen or needs nope. to come out of this. He just needs and to go to work the next day. <laughs> yeah, he just put he just waltz in and someone's like did you have on the same clothes yesterday? And he just hand waves it away. Yeah. And then it just ends. And I went, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me, you... I should rewatch After Hours. Yes, you should. It's yeah. on Criterion. Yep. It's on HBO. Oh, that's where I saw it. Yeah, it is Criterion. You're right. I was about to say HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost, I saw it come up and I almost pressed play immediately, but I restrained myself. Uh, speaking of restraint, uh, why does Obisanya not? Why isn't he sleeping with with, with the boss? And someone <laughs> doesn't make any sense. I am so happy that he has become the, I guess, prime um, sporting member that has come out as like a character, right? Yeah, he's he, the Jamie he Tart. The... He's Jamie Tart yeah. for season two. Yeah, yeah, and even though Jamie Tart is still around, he has become he's not, yeah, he's not yeah. there. He's faded into the background now. And, and Sam, like, yeah. I love his character. How like um, weirdly wise he is as yeah. a twenty or nineteen year old football player, and this this via phone relationship with his father, um, and how you see that you know it's it's really his father's influence, and and they. I mean, he is so cool. As you say, um, him and Rebecca, yeah, yes. that's a fun little um, yeah. interaction that's going on there. And that will-they-won't-they sort of vibe is something that is tried and true and tested for this kind of uh, a media. But it's, when, it's, it's he's great. When Rebecca's goddaughter was just like, he's the one I want. Yes. <laughs> like when it came full circle, I was just like, this isn't going to end well, is it? And the show does the thing that I'm... The reason I love the show, uh, the, the way I love it, is because it sees the tropes that usually happens. And it's just like, 
we don't care. <laughs> so it's like, her knee should have been upset that the man that she loves is sleeping with her, her goddaughter. What what do you call a goddaughter? Uh, what does what do goddaughters call godmothers? Godmother, oh, right? Godmother. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. Like, it's it, it's literally like was it's like that me. mob movie, but you change father for mother. So uh, I have a couple godchildren, but I just call them my nieces and nephews. <laughs> but I know that's wrong. I know there's an actual word. <laughs> just didn't come to me. <laughs> um, and so. She should have been upset, but the show is just like, no, she's happy. And then we're moving on. <laughs> uh, and I love, the sh- I love the show for that. Uh, it resolves a lot of stuff by just hand-waving it away. Mm-hmm. It's just like, nobody cares. And we're moving on. <laughs> and yeah, I like that move that he did where he texted her his address. And she opens the door <laughs> and he's like, that is for next time. Uh, that is a move that I will employ in short order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's that. a certain level of confidence. Yeah, that, um, I'm stealing that yeah. <laughs> Much like how I stole um, the uh, fake conversation from the um, before trilogy. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, all right, pretend that you're having this conversation. What would you say? I've done that zillions of times. It always works. I stole that and I'm stealing this. Thank you again, Ted Lasso. It's good writing right there. So, yeah. so quick question, Douglas. Is this yeah. Sam's story really them writing the stories of either Michael Essien, Claude Makalele, or Solomon Kalou of just his rise in this team into football? Okay, so first of all, did Kalu rise anywhere? Yeah, well, he, he had he had a rise. He had a rise where people thought he was going <laughs> yeah. to be good, right? <laughs> where people so, kept talking about him for the a sad hot thing minute. Is, he's probably a great football player, but I I remember when I was he played beside Drogba. That's his problem. Drumbo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I used to always I was like, oh, you're the worst, Kalu. Um, so I all I have such a negative view of him, but he was probably. Such a great player. Okay, he <laughs> went bad. to France um, and you didn't hear about him after that, did you? No, I did not. Right. Uh, he was okay. He's an okay football player. We They produce a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. care about them, though. We care about the yeah. great ones. Yeah. But I don't know if that's that's what they're going to, um, what his story is going to be. I hope that they keep with him and it looks like they have plans because, it, you know, more spoilers, um, just like how they, they, they ended the season with Nate. They also gave um, Obisanya a, a pretty cool ending that is very cliffhangerish, where he he buys or at least leases, obtains somehow a space for a Nigerian restaurant in uh, wherever there are London, England, somewhere in the London. the UK. <laughs> They're actually in London. Okay, yeah. It's sad that I don't really care about places, especially when when I know this is like a kind of a fake. We can't go um, anywhere right now, so it's okay, you know? <laughs> if I can't walk to it, it does not exist. There you go. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> but that's going to be interesting to see, you know, if, if um, something goes there. And, and one thing I did really enjoy, and a big part of it is because I like the actor himself as well, was the attempted 
uh, kidnapping of Obisanya by this Ghanaian <laughs> billionaire. Yes. I was about to ask about him. I was going to yeah. lead us towards there, but oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I don't actually know either his character name or his real name, but th- this fellow shows up in a bunch his of... His name is Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson. Um, He's awesome. His, He's so funny. His character name was Edwin Akufu. Okufu, yes, right. Edwin Okufu. And he tries very hard to get Obisanya to move um, with him to, to, to Morocco. <laughs> and um, play some in some footballing a football team in Casablanca. Casablanca. And yeah, yeah and, and so that is an interesting little back and forth. And of course, you know, you've got the whole will they won't they vibes um, underneath because um, will he leave? And leave his one true love, Rebecca, boss lady, bitch. Um, <laughs> I don't know her last name. That's bad. But um, so she, that is a fun story. Just the way that um, uh, Okofu um, just is so billionaire <laughs> the whole way through, even <laughs> in his very, very ungraceful um <laughs> exit it's it's just amazing <laughs> uh, who leaves a, who lands a helicopter and just leaves, leaves it? it yeah <laughs> i have a question what are we going to do about that <laughs> yes. there's still a helicopter in the, the middle pitch. of the pitch um i you know it, it's funny because the the actor who plays okufu he's most well known these days from his role on veep where he gets off just like so many zingers so seeing him play an episode and a half totally straight was very unnerving and like like Lindsay was watching this because she's much more into veep than i am and she's like this isn't making sense. Like he's never acts this way. And then when he gets yeah. turned down, they like let him off the leash and he just goes full bore into what? Oh, you just, you know, and he even gets his, his, like mm-hmm. his number two guy in on it. Like the, the guy yeah. who's like there to shake yeah. people's hands for him. Yes. Yeah. He gets that like, handshake joke. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was like watching that, like watching chef smooch. Yeah. There, yeah. you know, <laughs> people who are not used to being told no, as a general mm-hmm. rule, they don't take it well. So having that, like having this guy come in and just say all the right things to recruit this guy, like that was some hardcore wooing, you know, mm-hmm. like, like that, that was seriously, that was like some, that was like, like that was some rich man. Flexing. That was some, yeah, yeah. Like that was some Jane Austen level, you know, I can't touch you. So I need to write you letters yeah. wooing right there. And then just, no, sorry, dog. And it's like, oh, so you know, like that, that was amazing. Just to, in, in an episode full of amazing moments, that was up there. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. Starts yeah. choking the, the mannequin <laughs> that has no head or yeah. neck. Yep. My only disappointment of that whole plot line is it's quick. I wanted them. It's quick, but it's worth it for the most part. The only thing I wanted that they didn't fully give me was there's a point where he's he gets given I guess a mock kit of Casablanca's football team. They didn't. Well, I don't think the, the football team is real yet. I wanted yeah. to see the kit, and I'm, more importantly, I wanted the kit to look like shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like Man City's jerseys this season? <laughs> oh, it's a sport where they yeah. change the kit every year. What does it matter? Yeah, it's like basketball now. Like no, you know, seriously, hey, like uniforms hey. don't matter anymore because they change hey. them. So damn often. But you still want them to look good for the teams you watch. 
First of all, I don't want to hear it from you people. <laughs> you non-football-watching people. Second of all, yes, they change them from year to year. But when you win, that kit is crystallized. It doesn't matter what the kit was. Anywhere you are in the world and you see that, you remember the time and the place. You know where you don't know that? When you watch basketball for the whole of the 90s. What shirt is that? When did they wear it? All the time. Forever is when they wore that shirt. Who gives a shit is the answer to that question. I don't know. Oh, when is that basketball shirt from? Yeah. Doesn't give you a time. Doesn't give you a place. Nothing. No memories. Just by looking I at mean, the shirt. You know, you're telling this to a guy who's wearing a hat that hasn't changed in 60 years. So Exactly. Exactly. When did you get that? In 1803? It's, yeah, act, it is actually pretty damn old, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And it hasn't yeah. changed. Yeah. Right. Did they win that year? Nope. No. Exactly. No. I have jerseys here where the second I look at them, I go, I, I remember that. And you smile. Yeah. Yep. I have hats. I'm l- listen, man. Don't mean anything. <laughs> I'm looking for a t-shirt with a player that played for a team for one season, and it's because it they did shit in that one yeah. season. You know, so yeah. I get it. Renata gets a... upset at me when she realizes that I can look at a shirt and be like, oh, that's a 93. Yeah. That's a 93-year Arsenal game. I'm yeah, watching. I can't so... remember what I'm supposed to get at the grocery store tomorrow, but I can tell you exactly. what Ted Williams batted in 1941. Right. Uh, Andrew doesn't have a 100-year-old. <laughs> Andrew doesn't have Manu Centurion jersey. Oh, I hate you, Damien. But I have Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> Dose of, I don't even like the team, but I knew to get that jersey because they're not going to be a hundred ever again. And I have them. You know who doesn't have one? Andrew. <laughs> Andrew doesn't have one. Do you, Andrew? But no, you don't. And I mean, I, <laughs> how much can you get on eBay for them? I love that even, I love that that, Probably a lot. <laughs> I love that that even comes up in this show. Like when the first time we see Richmond playing in that first episode where, where Danny Rojas kills Earl, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, they're wearing a totally different kit than we saw them wear last time. They go through this yeah. woes with their sponsor. Like, all the, I love that all that shit is in there. Like, you're, yeah. you know, we're talking about how there's not really a whole lot of football in a show that's about football. But there's all these little touches that it's like, no, no, this would be a thing. They would be wearing a different color and a different sponsor, yeah. you know, and the sponsor is going to piss somebody off. I love yeah. that. And um, I mean, the- a lot of those stories came from real oh, football sure. stories. And more importantly, like... I've, I know five other stories about sponsor issues with kits, which I find hilarious. Um, I, I think one of the things I loved was Renata talking to me about this, about football, where she'd be like, I, she used to think that the sponsor's name was the team name. Yeah, so did I. And she'd, just, she'd look at the shirt and just be like, oh, so that's a that's an that's AIG. team plane. Yeah. Right, right. that's the team viewer. Right, yeah. that's team viewer. Of course. Um, yeah. And I you know, I always at work said the same thing to me. I can't remember who sponsors. Um, I think it's Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. But she was like, "Oh, I know Leon That's Bailey T-Home. plays for that team that 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 T Mobile team or whatever yeah, it was." T-Home. And I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, all right, cool." <laughs> uh, listen, I'm just upset that Xbox and PlayStation don't sponsor teams anymore because they're used to those teams that just said Xbox. You <laughs> went, "Yes, please." <laughs> That is a terrible shirt. I would like two, please. <laughs> I still remember. I still remember the dumb story of when West Ham's sponsor went bankrupt. 
Yeah. And the, for oh. that one week, like it had the news hadn't really broken yet, so they didn't like swap shirts. But then every subsequent um highlight video that was played of that games weekend they had to blur out the sponsor due to legal reasons it was beautiful listen man i guarantee you that we are all gonna live long enough to see some team raise a trophy wearing a sponsor that gets in shit that week like on a long enough timeline this is a guarantee these things has to happen it will it will absolutely happen and or and or a team will change its colors because of the sponsor. That's why Facebook does the sponsor teams. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And, Give it a and minute. Ryan, you know, that is going to be the biggest thing. Because can you imagine? A r- I have a problem with red teams <laughs> having blue jerseys and blue, G- blue teams having red jerseys. You have to pick up. Co- you cannot be like in the, in the middle. You Turns are either red or don't. blue. It's not cool. Yeah. Turns out you don't. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so back to the show. Yeah. So yes, as I've been doing this, this like, oh. this like Wonder Wheel bingo card, I think Damon is the one who has not brought his character to the show oh, yet. I mean, mine's Roy Kent all day, every oh, day, Roy twice Kent. on Sundays. He's <laughs> there. He's here. He's there. there. He's every <laughs> fucking <laughs> where. <laughs> Are we allowed to call him Roy Kent? Why, why can't we just call him Roy Keen? I mean, because Roy, Roy Keen is a real person. Roy Kent is, is a CGI character. Is Roy Keen a real person? <laughs> Have you ever met him? <laughs> well, to be fair, I recently heard him speak, and that voice cannot be made off by a real person. <laughs> Um, by the way I want to go on the record right now as putting my name down to have the Roy Kent actor be the next James Bond (laughs) make it happen yeah Yeah. does he do it as Roy Kent no or is he no he does it as himself what I I, honestly actually I was thrown off when I found out that the whole Roy Kent persona was a thing like I thought he was I thought that was just how he acted and they're like no he's actually the sweetest guy and he speaks very differently um he smiles an awful lot like he's like that is that is actually a whole lot of acting by by that particular man like I talk about Roy Keane specifically because 99% of everything that happens to this man is a Roy Keane story right pretty much right (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, except yeah. for the part where people like Roy Kent. Oh yeah, that part. <laughs> that part does not yeah. exist in reality. Brett Goldstein I mean, is the name I've been looking for. By the way, that's the guy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like unlike the Mourinho, so like the Mourinho comp um, is fun, but in real life, everybody that comes in contact with Mourinho is like that man is a nice family man. Yeah, apparently he's people a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. The Thing about Roy Keane is everyone on earth hates Roy Keane. <laughs> Roy Keane has no friends. Right. He's the worst person. <laughs> but he's I've watched so videos with him and Gary Neville. Does Gary Neville count as a friend? No. <laughs> That's a co-worker, sir. <laughs> There's a lot he's of players so- like that in sports where it's like they're absolute yeah. garbage. But, you mm. know, for 25 other guys, they're like, but he's our garbage. Exactly. Yeah. That is yeah, you kind of have to be that for, as a yeah. team, right? Yeah. Because That's... otherwise, it doesn't go uh, well. <laughs> but, oh my God, like, I love every single scene, every interaction with Roy Kent. I love his niece. Oh, I love my God, all of niece. the Healy things. I love his interactions. Like, when 
his niece had bad birth. That episode made me almost piss myself. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't believe <laughs> all of the madness. That episode was so good. Like, I was just like, why is there a Christmas episode three episodes into the... What is happening? I actually and, really love that. Yeah. That they have Christmas episodes yeah. and that, like, essentially season two, these guys are like, okay, well, I guess we actually got the chance have a budget, to do what we no, want to do. We we have do they, they, got, so, they got permission. Here's actually some some nuts and bolts. They Because season one went so well, they got permission out of Apple and Paramount to up the ante on the the episode tally so they added two more and you can tell which two they added because they're the two episodes that have nothing to do with anything else anything. they added yeah. the the roy the, they added the beards night episode right. and they added the christmas episode yeah two and of the best yeah the two, right, two <laughs> yep. of the best episodes. Yeah. um uh, listen that man because i know who they modeled the character after them softening him just enough so that he's likable all the time is wonderful to see. Because people like Roy Kent don't exist in the world. Roy Keane exists, but Roy Kent doesn't. You don't get to have that personality where you're brash and hate everyone, but have come past your prime and then mellow out just enough to gain everyone's respect. That is not how that story goes. You yeah. stay the same monster until you're forced out. But everyone loves this man. And he still instills fear in absolutely everybody. Uh, there's that scene where he carries the Defender guy back to like the, the street ball section. Oh, I love and that episode. He, the guy turns around and Rocket is lit by the phone. <laughs> Yep. And I went, all right. Yeah. All right, Ted Lasso. I don't care what has else happens for the rest of the season. I'm done. This is, so actually, season two is a success. I don't get it. It actually, says he's right, it says we, he's right here. <laughs> yeah. Can we right <laughs> can we specifically talk about this episode? Because this is actually something I wanted to bring to this podcast. Um, Andrew, Damien, I don't remember, or I don't know if you remember this, but this was the episode when I realized that this show is like a hundred percent amazing right um so so like i remember watching this episode and it may it may just be that i didn't realize but it was the first one where i remember thinking oh this episode is a little longer than usual it's maybe you know like 45 minutes rather than the regular 30 minutes mm -hmm. and this episode was just about two or three levels better than any episode that had ever preceded it, whether from season one or during this season. So much so that I wrote in the Tom WhatsApp group about how great this episode was and that clearly this was the season finale. Now, this is episode five we're talking about. Yeah. And this is how good this episode was, that at the yeah. end of the fifth episode of the year... Not only did I think it was a season finale because of all of the things I've said before, mm -hmm. but also I was um, satisfied. I was comfortable with the series ending on this episode. Yeah. And then Andrew had to respond and be like, yeah, there's... We're not even halfway home. <laughs> not even halfway done. There's a lot of books um, left to go. 
Yeah, and and so this is when so so what I really love about this show is it continues to surprise you. It continues to 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 exceed expectations. The first show, um, as I think we 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 all said here, um, we or at least I and I think uh, most of us watched some of the ads that that kind of started this whole weirdness that is Ted Lasso, and you think to yourself, oh, that's a fun little laugh, but it can't be sustainable over a long term. Um, then they, over the first 10 episodes of the first season, prove that, sure, we can make a dumb sitcom out of this stupid little joke that we did a few years ago. And you said to yourself, okay, um, they've done more than I thought they would do. I really enjoy this sitcom, but it's just a silly little sitcom. Ha, ha, ha. It's and a then... silly little sitcom, <laughs> and they still got fucking relegated. Exactly, and they still got relegated. <laughs> Then, no, they come with second season. And I think the first four episodes, they were great. But I kind of still saw it as that silly little sitcom. Episode five came. And, you know, scenes like, as you say, Damien, um, Darth Kent, right? And the way that they, they leaned in. I got serious community vibes from this and some of the other episodes right. um, about how hard they wanted to hit certain certain jokes, certain themes, um, and how well they executed it. And this episode in particular for me was the precipitation of, of my view of this show changing from not just that silly little sitcom to sure, you're a sitcom with silly jokes, but that is more than that, transcends just being silly and, yeah. and is... And, I can only say it um, as this way because I'm not as articulate as I should be, but it essentially took on community levels of greatness. And even since that episode, but I, I narrow this one down because this is the, the first one where it kind of hit me across the face. But even since this epi episode, it feels like, if not every, almost every episode afterwards has since gained yet another level until I'm just... I, I don't know how they can make it better, but I know that they will. And that is nice. something that I never I, to say about this. I agree pretty much with everything Douglas just said about this television show. I mean, I, I feel like pretty early on in the season, they hit that point where they're like, yeah, we're more than just a dumb office. Because I think when I first talked about this show last year, um, I very much introduced it where like it's a comedy show, it's about football, but it very much feels like a office sitcom right and they just happen to have a football pitch in the background on occasion right it's yeah. it's it, it it does that um and this show amps itself up every week now at this point but just to bring it back to roy kent um for a moment i'm more upset that we haven't talked about my two favorite roy kent jokes in this season we've talked about a lot of really great roy kent jokes in this season and like we can rank them to the end of the day but two that were not mentioned but i feel deserve mentioning number one his sky sports whole bit <laughs> <laughs> and like i i to this day will never stop using gifs of roy Keane being depressed on sky sports because they wouldn't because it there all right last season liverpool went insane <laughs> <laughs> um, and they had constant debates over 
Liverpool versus Man United, who are the best footballers, who would make the best 11, right? There was a hour-long video of Roy Keane and Jamie Carragher trying to come up with an 11, and Roy Keane got so upset that Jamie Carragher wouldn't let Ryan Giggs into the 11 that I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Roy Keane makes the faces that you just can't imagine. We've all had this conversation in our lives. The difference is we're now older and past these points where you talk about the greatest footballers or the greatest sportsmen of all time and how dare you disagree with my 10 players who are the greatest. No, these are... It just... It still brings me to tears to watch this video over and over again with the faces Roy Keane makes so upset at this. And every time Roy Kent does basically the complete opposite of those situations in his Sky Sports scenes is incredible to me. <laughs> and <Andrew>. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, I just wanted to, to, to point out, I love Jamie Carragher. I know that he's a crazy news... Well, not news, but pundit guy. He's hilarious. Oh, but, he's great. Um, Could he learn can, English, though? No. <laughs> can we... A version I can understand. I, I actually That'd love that about him, too. That You're just like, oh, Jamie. <laughs> you just don't sound like a real person. Anyway, but specifically to Roy Keane, can we just agree that not from now on we're going to call him the Roy Kent beta? <laughs> <laughs> For Roy Kent to dominate so much of this show... And his vocabulary is five words. And a grunt. Which is five. And a grunt. And a grunt. <laughs> that man can do more with a grunt oh, man. than yeah, Meryl Streep can with her whole toolkit. Yep. All right. All right. Let's not get it. Oi. Right. I, I, do not, <laughs> I do not subscribe to Streep slander, sir. So second <laughs> joke that we've not mentioned. Second Roy Kent bit that we've not mentioned. Whistle. <laughs> my man just screams yeah. whistle, whistle. whistle. <laughs> like Damien talked about the the Christmas episode and and how he was just that like like when I heard the whistle thing yeah I didn't hit you know when something happens and it doesn't even compute yeah it doesn't and then really like does it's so dumb <laughs> <laughs> and then you kind of have like a whole scene follow it where you then have to rewind mm-hmm. to come back to it. Yeah. And then you have to stop the episode and walk around your apartment because you're like, no, that's... I didn't there's just no see that. Real. Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> way. No one wrote that. That is impossible. Yeah. How did they come up with that? That person needs to be locked away yeah. somewhere far. That is a crazy person. That guy did that not... That, on staff. Yeah, that guy yeah. did not just say bat and jump into the air and turn into a bat. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not how we do things no. here. Um, he, like... Having him walk door to door. (laughs) 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 Oi. (laughs) Your mom and dad here. Yeah. Any one of them a dentist? No, I just slammed the door. (laughs) I don't hear anything from you people. Oh, my God. And he's... I mean, of course, his niece is the most adorable person in the world because you need that as a foil for the angriest yeah. man on earth. Like, she has <laughs> to be the sweetest, most endearing person for this to work. Yep. And they, I know it's manipulative. I understand all of that. But it just works. Him but and yep. her, are, they're just perfect together. 
she gets in trouble for emulating the world's angriest person. And you're just like, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. You know what I love about Raikens? <laughs> I love his self-awareness coupled with his anger at himself for what he knows he should he yeah. he's doing right. Yeah. And he they, they started it from day one with with like when him and Keely were first getting together. But you know this latest thing with him and Jamie Tart where yeah. he comes and he, he, oh, he yeah. goes to the Diamond Dogs yeah. and he's like, I mean, uh I, I forgave him but I didn't want to kind of yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. And and at the end when he headbutts him so that he's allowed, he allowed he he does that so he can allow himself to hug him. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. I, I love um, Roy Kent, that, to bring that it back whole to this, character. To bring it back to a, a slightly more serious point, like Douglas just kind of went to it, which I was going to lean into soon enough, which is the scene after the fuck-up. Right? <laughs> right? In which Jamie Tart's shit of a father oh. appears in the appears in the appears in the dressing room, mm-hmm. continuing to be a shit. Um... And Jamie Tart has a reaction, finally. Like, we saw this in the previous season, where the shit of a father was a shit of a father, and we saw Ted Lasso being the support that he needed, even though he wasn't able to do it in a more direct manner. And it's manipulative, and it's one of those TV trope things in which we get to see someone be a complete shit and someone have an emotional breakdown, and and the two characters who we have known from the beginning... Even if throughout this season, Jamie Tart and Roy Kent have tried to come closer together, we knew that they were polar opposites in the realm of sport, right? Jamie Tart represents the player who has all the talent and never had to quote-unquote work, even if, even if we're not labeling any specific people who obviously do a lot of work in sports. Um, but that's what they, their image is. Right, they're they're the image of a player who was this great talent, but they never look like they make any effort into it. Right. While Roy Kent is that player who gets the song sung, who is the one who puts his body on the line, but isn't technically skilled. Like he is just pretty much a, an enforcer of a player, right? And is all about the word team. And so they are constantly at heads because they are polar opposites. But to have this moment as manipulative and as insane as it is, still be the central point of this series that I can't stop thinking about, where I wanted to cheer the moment they hugged, where the moment that whole team hugged. Like, I mean, you know the guy who made the show made Scrubs, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Oh, well, I I don't like the show anymore. And I feel like I feel like so like I'm actually in the middle of rewatching Scrubs right now. So it's weird for me to go back to that show, which so many things have changed in the decades since that show came out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And to see all of those things evolve into what is in Ted Lasso. It's while still having his sentimental heart in this show, it's. It's still great. It's still great television. It's still great media. It's still great story. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that this show does that a lot of shows uh, miss is that the show is nice. It's just like the people, everybody is, is nice. Like even the angriest man on earth, he is still a nice person. 
and most shows just don't like they don't take it takes a lot of effort to write characters like that obviously which is why a lot of people don't do it they don't stick to the stereotypes and then move on uh but this show goes out of its way to show everyone in one light first and then the show has the latitude to go yeah but these people are on a whole decent people like uh, <laughs> uh Danny Rojas started the show and he was uh the second he was the second ace <laughs> right and it was his life all, right and then immediately at this at the start of season two <laughs> they're just like no football is no longer like <laughs> and they play that out so that they can introduce the therapist and then Danny Rojas fades away he shows up once again in the Christmas episode where he just has 18 women for no reason and then he shows up one other time <laughs> to steal my favorite episode of this entire run <laughs> Damien, I believe that we need to have a moment of silence for Danny Rojas and his shoes. There it is. Really yeah. to... Danny Rojas. And like at first when they're like, hey, you can't wear trainers to a funeral. And you heard all of them. Oh, the whole team. team. You're just like, what? Yeah. You're just like, yeah, because they're children. Yeah. Wait, but wait. Then Danny Rojas. Best part of that exchange is a man stopping them and being like, what if they're black? Yeah. The best part of that actually <laughs> is them not understanding that there's not a line to buy dress shoes yeah. because that's yeah. not the way shoe sales <laughs> yeah. work yeah. if they're not traders. Like that joke right. has layers. Yeah. yeah. I, I love see. Jamie Tart's comment where he's like, yeah, nobody don't want them. That's yeah. why they don't yeah. have any lines. Yeah. <laughs> and like all of that, like when you finally saw his expression, you're just like, all right, all right, Ted <laughs> fine. <laughs> you, congratulations, you won. You beat me <laughs> because this joke by itself is incredible. I'll take more of this, please. I don't need any context for it. I'll just find, make up some other reasons to have Daniel Rojas be forced to wear dress shoes for 30 minutes. And I'll just watch that. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I'm a simple man. I like simple things. And watching Danny, watching tears roll out of his eyes and watching him steal a pair of hose slippers is perfect. <laughs> he, like, there was a point, Damien, where he had to be helped by two other players yeah, to walk yeah. to his pew. It's yeah. fantastic. It's tremendous. I think to, to jump off of actually what you were saying about like how everybody in this show is nice um which is uh, you're right you know like like the the main core of the, like there's you know the her ex-husband is kind of the shit right. and this yeah. season basically pushes Nate into that position as well mm -hmm. but i think what the show does well and what like this second season especially has has underlined is in life who do you want to be forget about who you like who you are at any given moment or who you have been, who, how do you want to be defined? Do you want to be defined as that angry footballer who busted up his knee and now he can't play? So he goes on television and, base, and is angry. Or do you want to evolve into a better person 
who has, you know, basically a daughter. Like it's it's not his daughter, but he is raising her. Um, and a you know successful partner and a, and a and a worthy career after you play, or do you just want to be that bitter old guy who's still getting money? And that goes I like to be bitter. Please. Well, they, yeah, but that goes all the way. Like <laughs> like every single character in this show is asked, forget about who you were, who do you want to be? Whether it's Keely, whether it's Rebecca, whether it's Ted, whether it's Beard, mm. certainly whether it's Nate, you know. You have arrived at this moment in time. How do you choose to conduct yourself and how do you choose to affect those people around you? Because you actually, believe it or not, you know, have a chance to do some other shit with your life. You know, like you don't have to be the kit man. You can be a coach. You don't have to just be arm candy, like influencer, sort of kind of not famous. You can actually be somebody who people listen to. And that that applies to that applies to life. Like you might have been just a cog in a wheel at a company, but if you conduct yourself as somebody who listens to other people and is engaged, you can still meet somebody who will give you a team. You know, like it's that that's what I love about this show is it's it's not about how you've been treated, it's not about the hand you've been dealt. You have a cha- you have a choice to make every single day. Who do you want to be? Because that will matter. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the lead of the, I mean, the supposed lead of the show, because season two, you can't prove it. Yeah. Ted Lasso is uh, aggressively optimistic. And it shows that there are consequences to doing so. It showed that in season one, where um, his wife needed, like, just couldn't handle all that Ted Lasso and it's a lot in season two. Yeah. I mean, I, as a person who uh, is a lover of arms house, me and Ted Lasso would not get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I feel Ted, like he'd get into it. Like he, right. he'd Ted twist nice. your meanness into yeah, niceness, but, but you guys would still get the jokes going because Andrew is as close to a Ted Lasso as I know. And I have warped Andrew to be more like me and less like Andrew. <laughs> you would Andrew not like dealing with me. If if Andrew is your Ted Lasso, you you would not like working with my ass. I no again, Andrew is fr- like I didn't work with Andrew, so no. I just mean in general. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do enjoy that they looked at everything and it's like, listen, last season was the wife. This season, it's him dealing with these panic attacks. He's tried to run from it. Like the panic attacks are like Thanos. You run from it, but it's inevitable. <laughs> and, and they bring in the the therapist under the guise to help. Football is death. And <laughs> then for the whole season, it's just Ted trying to avoid this woman. And the first time you see Ted be upset with someone, like not willing to do like he the whole facade falls away when he has to go talk to this woman and they get to the heart of it there he's just like listen the last time i spoke to one of you sons of bitches my marriage was destroyed (laughs) and so no i hand you money and you destroyed my man my marriage so i don't want to hear anything from you which i'll say it's a good reason 
That's an okay reason not to trust a set of people. The last time you talked to somebody, your whole life fell to pieces. I would say you probably shouldn't talk to those people anymore. That's just me. <laughs> just avoid those people and move on. Uh, but that's not the type of show that this is. This show is about people coming to grips with who they are, where they're going, who they can be, how can they better themselves. That is what the crux of the show is. Uh, Rebecca ha turned from this hateful um, ex-wife ex to, oh no, punishing these people that have nothing to do with my dirtbag of a husband isn't fair to me because it's not going to make me feel any better. It's not fair to them because they had no part in it. And they go from Rebecca and they move from person to person to show you that these people, while they appear on their face one way, they can grow and evolve. And that is like, it's, it's a nice turn from what most shows are, which is revenging. Most shows are just people coming up with way to get back at other people for whatever reason. Um, and of course, Law and Orders, which I think that's the two type of shows. CSI. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I, I need to ask you a favor, though. You have forced Andrew to do this podcast for Ted Lasso. But there's another better show than Ted Lasso. That the final season starts yep, December. in December. <laughs> and whether or not Andrew is on is irrelevant. I need you to come back <laughs> because we all need to talk about the actual best show of the last decade into this decade, The Expanse. Oh, that okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one that keeps coming up on my Amazon, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I have never watched it, but uh, maybe I'll catch yeah. up. It's hey. it, you know, you're you're a year hey, behind. You and Andrew. Last year I had nothing but time. This year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey you and Andrew. I know you guys are busy watching less good things. <laughs> but there's this thing that's better than anything that you're watching. Better than Scrubs. Better than the Sopranos. By the way, Douglas, quick check in. How's that Sopranos rewatch going? Actually started it back the other day and I uh -huh. watched um, an episode. So I am now one episode more into season three. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just so fun. You just fall into watching The Sopranos. I love that show. And I did yeah, fall into it until I, uh, until I started to work again. <laughs> I know you think you do. You're wrong. But um, wait, wait a second, though. Hang on. You, brought, you actually brought up something interesting because I want to, before we get too far off the rails, I actually do want to get All Andrew right. and Douglas in on this because... Ted's optimism became a thing. Like people were writing about it and talking about this term toxic positivity became a thing this year. Oh my God, uh, Andrew, it is the worst. <laughs> Robinson brothers, where do you fall in on Ted Lasso's positivity? I think Andrew needs to respond given uh, first, given that physical response. What's what's going on there, Andrew? <laughs> oh no, this was me queuing like Douglas you first. Oh. Um, but okay. <laughs> but okay, if you're putting me out. Um toxic positivity. So I can I can see the conversation around this because I generally find um I actually had this conversation just the other day, um, where I find myself a, a weird 
sort of person, which is that I find myself to be a generally positive human being. Um, but at the Ooh. same time, but at the same time, I know I live in a cynical world. Same. Right? I am very aware, and thanks to Damien, very aware of that cynical world. And You're welcome. while I am a while I, I try to exude positivity in everything I do, I am aware that cynicism is around me and that it can infect anything. So much so that I have actually have a very cynical view of other people a lot of the times. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and, basic, and basically what will happen to me sometimes is if someone says positive things to me, I think of it cynically. Right? I interpret it cynically. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they were to say negative things to me, I take that sincerely. Um, and it gets into my head a lot of the times right so i can understand this concept of of as you like to phrase it toxic positivity no no i don't phrase it that way that's somebody else i i think that that's i think that that's bullshit you brought you brought the term to the conversation so i'm so i'm branding you with it um so i can understand someone who thinks of the world like that reading Ted Lasso in that exact same way, mm-hmm. right? I don't do that to media a lot of the times because I feel media, first of all, is a lot simpler than people. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's so, almost like it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, I try... I don't do this with media all the time. So, I, I first of all, if we're asking, answering the question as to whether Ted Lasso embodies what you could describe as toxic positivity... I think absolutely not. I think it's very, very, very sincere and just clear in its own thing. And it's fine with that. But I can also see a person who tries to see Ted Lasso as a real human being and coming interaction with him and just not being able to buy it. Like just being like something is completely wrong in front of me and I don't er and, and it irks you in just having this in front of you at all times. Right. Um, and I can see that from a human standpoint, but from like, let's talk about Ted Lasso. Fuck no. Like Ted Lasso is yeah. just, <laughs> the, the, Ted Lasso is like what I wish the world was. <laughs> yes. Ted La- that's why the show exists. Because well, I think because he's <laughs> able to hold Ted La- Lasso up against all the cynicism in the world. That's why the show. Works. Well, because he's able, like he's able to have a real emotion when, when it's needed, right? Like when, when his, when his friend's father dies, he's able to have a real conversation when, you know, he's all of a sudden just raked by this guy who he thought was his his fellow, his mentee, you know, when he's just raked over the coals, he doesn't just like shine on the the Midwestern grin and try to like chuckle his way out of it. He accepts the situation for what it is. So I think, you know, the show deals with that accusation when the time comes, I think. Douglas Robinson. Yeah, I would say so as well. I, I'm actually very close to 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 what Andrew was saying. So I, <laughs> you know, the thing about, and I haven't actually heard the phrase the toxic positivity, but I, I can kind of understand, I guess, what 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 the what the, the gist, the gist yeah, is, yeah, right, yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily see it in the show. I can understand people kind of 
putting it on there, especially because of the first season, a lot. He, he was positive almost all the time, and, and you don't kind of see through that facade. You don't see the cracks um, until maybe, you know, this season. Um, and, and, and even then, not so much, right? Um, and as Andrew says, it can be, especially when, when someone in real life is kind of constantly positive and and saying certain things and also it's about you know actions versus you know how what you say like you can kind of look at somebody and be like you know i'm not sure that i believe you i don't know how sincere this face that you're putting on in front of me is and if if that's where we're going from a, um you know talking about the toxic positivity then i can see that i'm not sure if if, if it's just generally a conversation about going to simplistic forms being too positive is it eventually creates a negative environment and i don't know if 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 that's kind of where they're going but you know it's it's i guess at the end of the day you know we are all human and and we can't be one thing all the time right so so to to constantly be positive will be weird and off-putting and 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 maybe kind of uh, make people distrust you a little bit because then hey you can't actually always be that way so maybe i can't actually trust that you're actually positive about me that you like me or you think that what i have done is is good or any of these things that you're saying is true so i can get that but again you know if we're talking about the real world great let's have this conversation if we're talking about ted lasso I enjoy this show and really don't care if that's <laughs> yeah. what if that's what you folks think that Ted Lasso is doing in this fake working environment. But, um, but, but it's an like, interesting concept to, to to think about, you know. But but Ran was getting on to like the the other conversations in this show with Ted uh -huh. Lasso. So when we talk about the positivity, we talk about like the bravado that he brings forward in the team talks, in the biscuit shows ups in the in shows up that's me like fumbling to find words to talk about again this uh, man passed <laughs> english test yeah to go to another country yeah. i mean i mean they still <laughs> took me so that's not that's not their fault still speaks oh, better than an awful lot of people i've met here man <laughs> well that's go. not that's not great no <laughs> um Listen, Andrew's so, brisk biscuits bring the boys <laughs> to New York. Okay, uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to petition to never have that phrase uttered by Douglas Edmund. <laughs> Actually, it's my briskets, but sure. Ah, um, ah okay. okay. Um, the uh, the way things goes on, Smooth. but then. But then you, Bran brings up all the other scenes in this in the show in which he talks to the therapist. And maybe the first season, there were very few, if any, of these moments. And the question you want to ask yourself is, who are these moments with? Right? They're the moments that he'll have with Beard, who obviously that makes perfect sense. They've been together for a long time. They have a relationship of sorts. Um, when you talk about the moments that he'll have with um, the, the owner with rebecca, rebecca. right yeah. where that started in the first season started yeah. in the first season still while she was right? she was a little bit sneaky yeah <laughs> but but that all comes about due to their connection around divorce right from the first season and that leads forward um there's of course the relationship that he ends up making this season the character we talked about very little the therapist mm -hmm. right um which is actually a really interesting add-on to this show not only just to have that conversation about 
the opinion of therapy or any of that sorts of thing. But just she in general, I find a fascinating character, right? This this consummate professional who, like, we, I started out this podcast making jokes about Mourinho, um, <laughs> who's like thinks she's the greatest at her job so much so that like you can see almost a factory model that first episode where she shows up. Where the man walks in crying and the man walks out productive. Right? <laughs> that first scene where she's sitting in the stands and they keep cutting back to her and she keeps teleporting closer, closer. closer. I was just like, all right. <laughs> like... Right. Um, and then eventually, when you get into the Ted Lasso and the therapist, um, I, I keep saying therapist because I'm going to be honest, I don't really remember her character. She's the therapist. Therapists don't have names. Um, I'm like scrolling down. Um, Dr. Sharon Fieldstone. Um, right. um, Does that sound like a, a Bond girl name to you? Because <laughs> I mean, it sounds like one to me. I mean, once you say that, say. it starts making sense. Like if you say any female name and go, doesn't that sound like a Bond girl name? Part of me is going to go, yeah. <laughs> He's you terrible human beings. So it's not, <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> But say it in a British accent, David. Right. Sharon Fieldstone, come on. Yeah. That must be yeah. a bad uh-huh. character um, name. And, uh, like, it, we, as we get more and more to know about her, like, I find, I find myself more and more interested in her, whole, or her own intricacies um, from the ways that Ted Lasso has to almost, um, has to basically ambush her from time to time just to actually have real conversations and or talking about his problems, which we call, come back from the first season about the panic attacks, um, to, to her, her exit from the show, which is probably one of, like I, I talked earlier about the, the hug, the, the, the hug heard around the world between um, Roy Kent and Jamie Tart. I have to say the goodbye from Ted Lasso to Sharon, like that's, that's up there as one of those moments. I, I think, and I, I bring it back to Scrubs and my and the guy who runs this show. It's not Lawrence Bender. Um, Bill Lawrence. I'm ruining Lawrence names because my brain is terrible. Um, Bill Lawrence, who I feel like he just has this way with creating sentimentality, which in any other person's hand would feel heavy and feel just terrible, and you'd want to laugh it off in a laughing at it issue. You watch this and you just kind of go like, yeah, that's how I wanted to feel today. I wanted that warm hug of a moment in this show. And it's just incredible. I think it helps that this show airs on Fridays. Like by the time everybody gets to Friday, this is what they need. You know? Quick question yeah, around the table. <laughs> Do we have like a locked time for watching the show? Because I tend to watch it as soon as I wake up on a Friday I watch morning. It, me too. Supper. On Friday. So technically it's out on Thursday at like 10 o'clock or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, I watch it Friday mornings as soon as I wake up once I'm eating my breakfast and drinking my coffee. I, I have to wait for somebody else. So like, I mean, I'm up. <laughs> I got time. You know, I, I could yeah. get it in before work. No problem. Even on my earliest shift. But I'm going to have like some splaining to do later. <laughs> I, I, I watch it while I feed Noah. Well, <laughs> what my approach to that would be, Ryan, especially with a show. Just like lie? This, I mean, I watch could. Watch it and then delete the watch history <laughs> and then be like, let's watch it tonight, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen this. Yeah. Not Actually, no, you can't laughing at things. That, that, uh, would, that would not go over no. well. 
I don't know how you do that on Apple, but you could just have two accounts. There's that. I mean, it's Apple. <laughs> I mean, this it would be worth Can it. You I'd pay an extra subscription fee for that. So, <laughs> absolutely. I have a question around the table. What do we want to see in season three? I mean, first of all, I I'm... didn't give my answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, when do you watch it? I mean, I mean, am I... Uh, yes, you are trap liver, Damien. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. That's a thing, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, I watch it between uh, NFL matches on Sunday. Oh, oh man, so you wait like play... three days? Holy shit. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they play, they play the game. Sundays is usually busy anyway. Okay. Because there's just sports. And then, and then there's a one-hour gap between the second game's yeah. ending and the Sunday um, night. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I always have nothing to do there. So you watch and you Ted. know what fits perfectly? Yeah. Ted Lasso. Right. <laughs> you know what else fits perfectly? Match of the day two. I'm just saying. Fair point. That is a fair <laughs> point. Except if I did that, then I wouldn't have any sports to watch on Monday. <laughs> so then Damian White, start us off. Where do you want to see? Mm-hmm. What do you want to see in season three? I mean, I want revenging, but that's not what the show is. <laughs> I mean, maybe, man. <laughs> The show started the season killing a dog. Team, right, right. But the owner of the dog didn't hunt and kill Danny Rojas. So, (laughs) listen here. But he got the yips. (laughs) There's consequences for killing the dog. There is. I cannot wait for Nate Stavros Blofeld, okay? Right. That needs to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Listen, what I want is not going to happen. (laughs) So, let's leave that alone. I just. I want more Beard, and I want more Roy Kent. In fact, if they want to, they could split off this show and just give me a Roy Kent show. There's already Ted Lasso. Just give me a Roy Kent show. Just him and Keely and the child. I'll watch half of that every week. Just tell the same stories over and over. Just have him swear at everybody all the time. And yeah, I mean, it's I know it's going to be expensive because the CG budget must be astronomical. <laughs> like, it's just a copy and paste, man. They take 20 fans. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's real easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's easy to CG him into the things. But, I mean, they have to hire Andy Serkis to do all that mocap again. <laughs> yeah, that seems hard. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, ever, he since, directed, ever since that. Andy Serkis directed this Venom movie, which... Yeah, he did. I didn't know. I didn't know he was out here directing things again. Douglas Robinson. Um, so I would love more of the same. I want them to continue to community up this um this show. Um, as I said, I you know what would be interesting? Well well, I really want them to develop Nate um into this weird nemesis character um and somehow have them interplay i don't know how that would look but it would be fun um we didn't talk about mike dean who i kind of wanted to talk about because he's just awesome but um i don't know maybe there's some some more football like references they've 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 slowly um increased some of the the folks or or some of the places from the English Premier League into the show and I know they've they've just recently paid a lot of money to the Premier League so I assume that next season will have 
maybe even a Pep Guardiola or somebody like that. In there. No, don't do it. That's <laughs> gonna be on, my Pep. one ask. That's gonna be my one ask for next season. I don't care how much money they've spent. Don't ask for real football managers and real football people <laughs> to act in this show. Outside yeah. of like the Thierry Henry, right. Gary Lineker level yeah. of jokes. Yeah, I, right? I don't want him to act. No. All right, <laughs> I, changed, I changed my mind. I would like more Thierry Henry and Gary Lineker. I want more season. of that. That's that. that was as much I as I can to. get all the time, please. I would like Thank that you. to actually be its own show. Apple TV. I, I, will, I will sign up for five year subscription if I can get a scene yes. between Roy Kent and Zidane. Five years. Zidane. Five oh. years. Seriously, make it happen. Um, Listen, no, I want Roy Kent to meet the actual Roy Keane and the two of them to just growl at each other. That'd be great. And then the universe will end. I'll create it. Have to do this yeah, I'll create create a soundboard out of it. Um, yeah. I think what I actually do want is like, and it's it's hard because they've already got like so many characters to go. I want like. Mm-hmm. this much more Isaac McAdoo. I want like, like, you know, I love the whole thing that we get like a whole story about how you get one haircut out of McAdoo. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and when do you oh. cash in? The, like, I'm like, <laughs> why is that a th- that that's a thing? Okay, like we spent like, like I yeah. want so like just just a little bit more Macadoo. The man is an artist. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> the one I have thing to say that, that was want, an incredible. It was. Moment. It was an incredible moment. The one thing I do want that I can't. It's not a tangible thing. It's nothing I can touch and 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 properly describe to you. But, um, you know, we talk about them developing a new character and Sharon in this in this TV show or in the season rather. Um, I want them to continue that. I think the, the best part of this show is how they can bring and even if it's like, you know, Sam Obesanya who was already in existence in this world right. but then became a much bigger thing here. I, I really want them to continue to and Andrew, this is not to give you any sort of like ideas or plans about how good this is. So I never want to hear you say this word again. But this whole world building of <laughs> of, <laughs> of, um, of Ted Lasso and other shows like it, um, I, I kind of think of things like Mission Impossible, um, where every, every movie there's a, a new person who joins the team. I want somebody else to join the team and for me to become, again, emotionally um attached and, and 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 with that person for some more time and that's that's what i love about shows like this that they can do that uh, this show more, is just incredible more like danny rojas please danny rojas yes <laughs> I is mean, it just me by the way or danny does danny rojas look like he's 45 <laughs> depends on his hair when his hair is down he looks younger when he tucks it back it's yeah. like oh what the hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. because he was a real football player and then got injured and stopped playing football and turned <laughs> to acting he's probably 45 there it is ah, okay yeah. oh, i actually didn't know that one yeah <laughs> i actually looked him up and, and i didn't see that in there like um weirdly enough there's not a lot of well for a casual Google search, I clearly did not go down to the dark web that Damien did. Yeah. But on uh, the casual he, Google search, there's not a lot of info on him. He was on one of those late night talk shows promoting this new show. And he's like, no, yeah, I played real football for a long time. And yeah. it didn't work out. Yeah. It's obvious um, he's really good at football. Yeah. <laughs> In Mexico. And they were like, hey, you should probably try acting. And he did the telenovelas, which... I mean, 
all of them are the same. And it, the only time I wanted to learn Spanish properly was to watch some telenovel. There was just a channel that had them on. And then I realized it was better me not knowing what they were saying and just making up my own stories because <laughs> it didn't make any difference. <laughs> it made no difference. I knew just enough st- Spanish to get me in trouble. And then I realized, hey, man, like none of this. <laughs> you don't need to understand this madness. It's madness. Um, yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is that one thing is for sure is that we will be getting more Ted Lasso. This show is <laughs> infinitely popular. Oh it's God. done It's done bangers, not just for um, the producers, but for Apple Plus. Like yeah. it, it's, it's incredible. The Emmys awarded it Listen, repeatedly nothing, this year. Nothing on Apple TV Plus made any dent. No one cared. People buy iPhones by the trillions and no one cared that they got this thing for free. And they made a calculated bet. They're like, listen, we're going to take big swings and hope what some of these hit. None hit until Ted Lasso. And, yeah. and everyone talks about Ted Lasso and everyone knows how to get it. And people like me and Douglas who would have otherwise never, we would have never interacted with, this, with Apple's anything. They're just like, all right, we'll give him some money. I like Ted Lasso. Um, so I want to say thank you, Ryan, for coming over here and getting us our Ted Lasso tone. It's my pleasure doing the work for the thing I ask for. Right. <laughs> yes. One of these days By I the should start my own call. show. There yeah. you go. Yeah, you should. Like, and, you should. and we can talk about good right. movies next right. time. You should as opposed bring it on <laughs> to talk about The Expanse when you start this new show. Once you finish watching The Expanse, the it, what would be what would be the matinee cast version of a TV show? Would it be the late night, the late night hosting of Ryan McNeil? <laughs> oh shit! I have no idea. It would probably. It would probably. You know what? It would probably end up being. Um, Somewhere in between uh, the shop, the, the 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 show that like LeBron has, mm-hmm. and um, f- not Fallon's far too optimistic for me. Probably, uh, <laughs> probably uh, uh, John Oliver. So somewhere in between the shop and John Oliver is like where I get my mojo. Okay. Um. Anyways, that's the end of Ted Lasso this year. That's the end of. Tump. Ryan, I just heard your Titan episode. What do you have something else big coming out? We're going to talk about Have you planned your next week? Uh we're going to talk about Bond. So uh you know, get out there and see it people. Um Hamiz. What's that? Hamiz Bond. Hamiz Bond. Um I I do have one more question. What is a yellow card? Hmm. That's I think that's when they decide that the player is no longer viable to enjoy football anymore. So like they like send him off? Yeah, they're just like you you're not having fun. Go home. Okay. Go <laughs> home. Got it. Yeah, made the note. Thank you. <laughs>